You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Welcome back to Hot Tea Hot Takes, where the tea is hot and the takes are hotter. I'm Erin. And I'm Evangeline. And today we are talking about two very recent albums. Yes, uh, these are uh, 30 by Adele and Don FM by The Weeknd. Uh, odd, an odd pairing, but uh, maybe they would get along. Who knows? Maybe yeah, they'd maybe hang out they together. Could, I could see that. I could kind of see it too. <laughs> I feel like Adele has probably some interesting friends. <laughs> probably. Well, I'm sure she knows a lot of famous people. You, She did that special where all, all there was like celebrities in the audience and there was people there who I was like, oh my gosh, did she hang out with them? That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> she seems like a pretty cool person. All the Brits. All the Brits <laughs> love Adele. Um, but uh, yeah, these are two albums uh, that were made by artists who have a few albums to their name. Um, that's Just one thing in common. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I mean, Adele literally counts. <laughs> well, you can count her albums on one hand, but I really respect Adele. You know, I'm not number one fan necessarily. I don't think there's anything wrong with her, but I um, her, her music's a little more adult contemporary than I sometimes have, you know, f- liked. Mm. But I really respect her restraint with her albums and putting out work she's really proud of and not overdoing it. Mm-hmm. I know she had some vocal issues, but um, you can see, like, throughout her career how how much she's grown. And, like, I love any time she kind of dips into jazz. Um, mm-hmm. I loved that, you know, throughout her career, whenever she uh, kind of gets into that a little bit more. I, I, I like it. I honestly was listening to her album today. And thinking, if she put out an album of jazz covers, I would eat it up Mm -hmm. because her voice is really beautiful. Um, Yeah, and she's this is a very emotionally vulnerable. Oh my god! I mean, I suppose all. I think the most interesting thing about Adele's method of discography is that you know she always names her albums after the age that she is when she writes the songs, and so you can literally see her grow up through her music. And she becomes more mature with everything. And I mean, uh, with, you say it's funny you say adult contemporary because like I always forget that Adele's not that much older than us. Like she's around our age, a little bit older, but yeah, not much. Right. But she reads Sorry. like a forty-seven-year-old woman, and she's like only in her early thirties. <laughs> well, and I mean, I think that fame will age you too. But I mean, she and also her musical style has always been her much music, older. Exactly, exactly. Especially as a nineteen-year-old. Yeah. Her, her nineteen is my favorite album of hers. I really, really could listen to that whole thing front to back. I did at work today because I was remembering. Those songs to me are more jazz inspired. I think that's why I like them a little more. And of course, I loved songs from her al- other albums throughout the years, especially, you know, um, some of the ones that were big when I was in high school. But... Could have had I mean, that's not even what... I, I don't even like that one that much. Really? It's good. It's good. Set fire to the rain. I, that's a good one. Okay. I, you don't like that one? It was on the playlist at the grocery store I worked okay, at. Okay, so you heard too many It's times. a little bit too many. Um, someone like you used to make me cry, you know, like I loved that song, but yeah. I cannot deny how beautiful her voice is. And now the like, question is, did you cry because it was dedicated to someone who you had not actually dated? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Come on, man. I'm just kidding. I think I've talked about that before. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it was a very much like looking out the window with the car like, uh-huh, uh-huh. there's that heartbreak, but I had that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think like she has, uh, I, I love that her, um, that 30, she really isn't afraid to 
face her age, and I mean, I'm saying age like she's old, but yeah. like, no, she's honest about it, and she does, you know, she looks back on her her relationships and talks about motherhood and talks about um, her uh, self-image, and um, it feels like a mature album. Her voice, I think, has matured too, mm-hmm. and does not really show any kind of signs of wear to me, at least. Not really. I mean, um, she's iconic. Also, I really love that she like incorporated her son in a couple of those, yeah, like, in, like oh personal voice memos. That was really sweet. Yeah, my little love is that song with yeah. her son. Oh my gosh! Like, you know, mommy it's doesn't heart- love anyone else. It's like she loves you. I was like, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> I know. It's like that. Like at the end when she's like. I'm feeling very stressed, very paranoid. Like, you can hear, like, how much yeah. she's worried about her, you know, ability to be a good mother and her ability to, um, you know, maintain the image that she's supposed to have and, and all of this. So, like, I don't know. I thought that was really great. Um, my favorite song on the album is Strangers by Nature. It's the very first oh, really? song. It's got uh, orchestral backing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I'm think it's gorgeous. The the uh, the um, harmonies are beautiful, and she talks about going to the grave of her past romance and leaving flowers yeah. and apologizing and and uh, and and looks at it in a way that she's like she is moving on, but she's looking back with fondness, you know, about mm-hmm. the things that she's experienced. I think my favorite is probably either Cry Your Heart Out or I Drink Wine is another really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the, the independence of that one. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm a grown woman. Like, And she and I let, she really goes in. Not only does she, like, is she so vulnerable and sweet with her kid, she really goes in on her ex, too. <laughs> That's true. Uh, woman, woman Like, like me. me. Yeah. Yeah, that song is really good. Yeah. And it, she's very much like... Uh, you couldn't really handle a woman. Like, what is that lyric that was just hit me in the gut? Hold on a second. I got it pulled up here for the lyrics. Uh, it was, let's see. Driving me away, give me a reason to stay. I don't think you quite understand who you have on your hands. How can you yeah. see just how good for you I am? Uh, she says something about Superman. Let's see. Complacency is the worst trait to have. Are you crazy? Yeah, complacency is the worst trait to have. That's a really yeah. good lyric. <laughs> You ain't never had, you ain't never had a woman like me. It's so sad, a man like you could be so lazy. Consistency is the gift to, uh, to give for free. And it is the key to ever keep a woman like me. Like, damn. <laughs> like, right. Can I, do you mind? Yeah, yeah, like, go ahead. Uh, oh my gosh. What was that lyric I was thinking of? Um, I don't know. Maybe she didn't say Superman. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is so sad. A man like you could be so lazy. Yeah. Um, because she knows her worth and she knows like that she is uh, not something to be taken for granted. I th- I, that's what I liked about that song a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's not about cheating. It's not about anger. Well, maybe it's about anger, but it's yeah. not about it's not about like this big blow up. It's about somebody like just not caring enough to keep you, which mm-hmm. is like really sad. And I yeah. I felt like that's a that's a topic that's not always like addressed in in music. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like the emotional unavailability. I feel like that's not a topic that's covered. Usually, when it's a breakup song, it's either just yeah. you cheated or you were Fire abusive or something. But like yeah. usually, it's it's cheating is the biggest one that you know yeah. in relationships. The thing is, relationships don't always end with a big explosive mess. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just like. You didn't appreciate me. You yeah, like you took me for granted. Like you know all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, main issues. You wanted me to be something I wasn't, yeah. and you asked me to. Like she says something about like 
I I don't think you know you said I made you feel small, but I was just being who I am basically. Yeah. Like, and I think that I mean I'm sure that some, dating somebody like Adele is very yeah <laughs> different. It's an interesting experience because she is so famous and. Probably something um, that not everybody could handle, but you yeah, had to be really exactly. secure in yourself to handle it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this album. Her voice is so deep and rich in it. I, I like it when she does harmonies layered with her own voice because it's just so beautiful. Um, it definitely feels a little more lush than some of her, especially compared to, like, the first album. Like, this one has, like, some richness of other instrumentation and... Um, I, I like that. It doesn't feel like she's just, like, single mic in a coffee shop anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's appropriate for, you know, where she is in her career. Um, yeah, I agree. It's, like, it feels very, like I said, it feels very vulnerable. It feels very raw and real. So the incorporation of the voice memos, it doesn't feel, you know, like a stunt or anything. It feels right. legit. Um, and it's just, like, yeah, breakups uh, can be hard. And especially hearing how she's so concerned not so i mean she talks about how it affects her she talks about how worried she is about it affecting her son but she is also very vulnerable when she says like what was the line she said um this is the first time i ever felt really lonely since i left him yeah i I like being by myself i'm not someone who usually feels lonely like that really felt you know real Uh, yeah exactly what did you think of easy on me when it came out liked it well enough it's not it's not the strongest song on the album by far but the, no, the, the, it's it's, the lead-off single rarely is um yeah uh it, it was very adele but i was listening to like, yeah this sounds you know like a typical adele song that you cry to as you're driving down the road yeah, right <laughs> right it's the um man i don't even know how to describe it it's like emotion it's the it's the um, <laughs> it's emotion it's I the guess. hello of it's the hello yeah. it's the hello yeah it's better than hello it's heartbreaking say. it's yeah. nostalgic it's um, and I, and I saw like, you know, she feels to me, I think more, um, confident in a way. Mm-hmm. I know that she says she's paranoid, whatever, but like just some of the lyrics and the way that she presents herself on it, like hello is a song where it does feel like she's reaching out for something that she may not be able to have. And in this one, she is trying to make the best of the situation she's in and the and the relationship she's had and she knows that she is enough to get there without having to rely on other people necessarily. Yeah. And it's like she has she's honest about the insecurities that she has, yeah. but she also has a lot more confidence in her ability yeah. to move past things. Which you know, it probably comes with age, but it's and also motherhood probably. Motherhood. <laughs> yeah, and also probably the I don't know, I can't imagine what it's like because it hasn't happened to me but the continued kind of outpouring of of fandom and appreciation for her work even after taking breaks Mm -hmm. and having to take time out for your health and and losing a part you know or 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 splitting up and then coming back and having people still want to hear you know what you have to say I think it should hopefully for her be a a very affirming thing Mm -hmm. um I think like I was a little bit, like, skeptical of what it was going to be like just because I think, um, I don't know, I some of the stuff on her last album just wasn't my favorite. And I also was a little bit, like, I am proud of her for doing what she did in terms of losing weight. Mm-hmm. 
but the whole reaction to it was kind of a turn off for me just because people were like, wow, she's beautiful now. Yeah. And I was like, like, yikes. <laughs> it was disappointing as a, as a fat person to see that and, and say like, oh, like, you know, people are now reacting to her in this new way. Yeah. And it's not her fault. Like she, she was doing what was best for her. But, um, I mean, she is very beautiful, and I think she was very beautiful yeah, before. Yeah, I think she was always very beautiful in my mind. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, you know, and that's, she's, she was doing what's best for her. Now, there is the Bantu knot picture, <laughs> which I don't <laughs> forgive her for. Well, I mean, but here's the funny thing about that, and this is the perfect example of, like, how culture uh, informs the reaction to certain things. That Bantu knot picture was taken at a cultural heritage festival for, like, I don't know if it was Jamaican, but it was some kind of Caribbean. It did. I think she was wearing Jamaican flags. Yeah, and like that was, I mean, like in Jamaica, that's not too uncommon. Like they they like people to do that sort of thing. See, it's a cultural appreciation for them. It's just a different vibe. And so a lot of people are looking at it from a very American lens, and it's like, I get the reaction, but it's also worth noting we shouldn't speak for people from the African diaspora that have different opinions on that kind of thing. Exactly. I didn't even know that. That's very good to know. (laughs) It is a very funny picture. Yeah, it's still very funny. And she looks very very uncomfortable and confused too like, which oh. is like, like oh dear god like I really I, I can imagine that they like almost insisted like they probably went up like oh hey let's do this to your hair let's put you in these beads and she's like are you sure I don't know about this like, I think she did she did an interview with Nikki Tutorials and and they were she was like they gave me back my access to my social media for one day and I posted that picture and they're like we're done actually you can't do that anymore <laughs> because uh, that was a mistake <laughs> So, anyway, I think that's so funny. I'm reminded of, like, when uh, KFC did this thing for, like, Black yes. History Month. Do you remember? Where they did, like, a, a piece of fried chicken that it, it, like cast a shadow on the wall, and the shadow made the form of Black Power Fist. Yeah. Now, apparently that was for, like, Jamaican KFC. And apparently they thought it was oh, funny. But what? it wasn't an American KFC ad. Yeah, no. Oh, but I course, thought it was a Black Lives Matter thing. <laughs> I mean, it was, sort of, but it was, like, not for American oh, KFC. Oh, well, I don't think American KFC marketing team would have made that <laughs> yeah, mistake. Exactly. I hope not. So it's just like, you know, culture is just a funny thing. Sometimes you're like, hmm, that, that, because the internet connects everybody and everybody has some vastly different reactions yeah. to certain Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, I know this girl, it was, I saw this, uh, this woman from Nigeria talking in defense of actually of this woman who was, she was white, but she had married a Nigerian man and she was wearing like a traditional Nigerian yeah. headdress or something like that. And she was like, like that, like in Nigerian culture, like when you marry someone, you become part of their tribe or whatever. Yeah, so like that's appropriate culture. for her to do yeah. that. And I'm like, I complete like I'm completely. I do not want to speak for Nigerians. I look, I'm black, but I'm not Nigerian. I'm not going to speak for right. Nigerians. Um, but I do think that just from an optic standpoint, because of the internet being what it is, if I were her, I would not have put that on social media. Not because she's morally wrong for doing it. I know. But just knowing what the reaction would be, I probably would have kept that to myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it is sad. Like, I think that's part of the reason why I don't really crave fame is because (laughs) I... I don't like the idea of even being like a mid-tier celebrity. Like what you do when you have to reply to mean comments on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Oh, it's hard. I can't <laughs> handle it emotionally. I don't like it when people are mean to me. And like if people are mean to me like at work, like it's my job I'm getting paid to do it. But like in my free time, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that internet TikTok's celebrity kind of my job now too. <laughs> Yeah, internet celebrity is actually it's a it's a minefield and like Not because, you know, you should be able to get away with doing bad stuff. Of course not. But, like, sometimes things are so taken out of context and so misunderstood and sometimes willfully misunderstood that it it becomes 
exhausting to keep up with it. Like, speaking of Adele and willful misunderstandings, did you um, hear the latest supposed or at least attempted manufactured drama with her? No. So she had accepted an award recently at some British award show that had gotten rid of gendered categories for their awards. So like I said, best female, whatever, whatever. It was just like yeah. best, you know, art artist. Best whatever. artist. Yeah. yeah. And so so she had received it. And during her acceptance speech, she made some mention of she's like she I guess she had said something like, I like being a female artist. Yeah. Um and so what I, I'm pretty sure this was more like a, a Fox News fake out type thing. Yeah. They tried to act like the left was mad at her for saying that because they said it was transphobic. And I'm like, who said it was transphobic? I don't think anybody thought that was transphobic. That really sounds like one of those things that like Fox News says, you know, the so crazy left is attacking Adele. Mm. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they saw it. You know that TikTok sound that's like, write that down, write that down. Exactly. <laughs> they were like, let's make something, let's make people mad with something that they never said or thought. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, I mean, talking about gender is always going to be difficult because like, I think... You know, it does enforce the binary, but, like, I don't think that's what she meant by it. No, and I mean, it's like, if she wants to identify as female, then why wouldn't she want to identify as female? That's like, true. if a trans woman said, I enjoy being a woman, there would be no would problem with be, that. Like, would it's that okay. Like, no, <laughs> I know. Like, well, women who identify as women should enjoy being women. Why is that a problem? It is so funny because they want to protect trans people only when it's at the expense of exactly. the Exactly. It it's not even about protecting trans people. It's about trying to paint or trans going people as like yeah. crazy people oh, that, that were true. like attacking uh, this poor, you know, like, oh, look how they're attacking Adele. Look how ridiculous yeah. they are. Blah, blah, blah. Well, like, I mean, they, that's the only time when they mention, I mean, it just feels like such a... Uh, it, it's an attention grab. Yeah. Also, can we talk about what Tucker Carlson said about the green M&M? Oh, my God. What the fuck was that? He's he like, just, they won't stop until none of the M&Ms are sexy. sexy I'm like, bro, what the fuck? He's <laughs> like, this doesn't turn me on. Where's her heels? <laughs> like, He's like, bro, you're exposing your kink. You're exposing your kink live. <laughs> He's like, none of, none of these M&Ms are someone I want to grab a beer with. I'm like, okay, I've never thought about grabbing a beer with an M&M, but okay, if you say so, Tucker. <laughs> I still want to grab a beer with a green M&M. If you're hearing this, green M&M. Also the brown M&M. <laughs> Only the girls. And the one with anxiety. The other ones seem like bros. You know the, the headcanon that the, both the green and the brown M&M are canonically trans? No. Well, yeah, because I think that in early Eminem marketing, they were boys, and they eventually oh. decided they were going to be girls. Cool. Like, hey, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. So, Tucker, you know, if yeah. you want to be with a trans woman, then, you know, do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> but maybe a <laughs> real one, not a fucking cartoon Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, it's just like, it's so funny because they are so on Fox News, like, <laughs> You, the media is over-sexualizing our children, and then they take the heels off an M&M, and they're like, what is this? We are silencing all the cool, sexy women. <laughs> Did you hear about uh, the Minnie Mouse controversy? No. So, apparently for, like, some limited, limited time special event type thing, the, Fr the French version of Disney, not the American yeah. version, the French, you know, section of Disney had done this, like, publicity thing or France, where Minnie Mouse was wearing a pantsuit. 
So of course the headline from Fox News was in local uh, in new ad campaign Minnie Mouse trades in dress and polka dots for a pantsuit and the conservatives were in the comments losing their fucking minds when I tell you they were like my granddaughter will be so disappointed why can't Minnie be who she is uh, they're yeah. trying to masculinize yeah. everybody blah, 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 blah. traditional like, femininity is dead <laughs> and I'm like also where is this all where is this uh, why can't you let somebody be who they are energy for trans people yeah. <laughs> she looks good actually yeah it looks fine she's like... wearing a navy blue pantsuit it's still got bows on it she's still got a bow in her hair and it's got like dots I mean it's she's fine. it's a Stella McCartney suit I guess oh. at Disneyland Paris it's so bit... she's a fashion queen let her live her life she's a material girl yeah, they were like she are trying to turn her into the, the uh, Hillary Clinton or Kamala Harris I'm like bro what the hell <laughs> like, literally... so mad over cartoon characters here's Candace Owens <laughs> literally <laughs> just going in on Minnie Mouse from Fox News and yeah. Candace Owens talking about she looks so skeptical she's really she said Candace... they're trying to destroy the fabric Candace of our society disgusted by Minnie <laughs> Minnie you betrayed me <laughs> think about what it would be like to be like a Fox News correspondent and like actually have to manufacture outrage over things that are this fucking stupid. You like, think she's manufacturing it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, just like the whole brand is manufactured yeah, outrage. Like imagine true. sitting there, I'm just talking about the network itself. Like yeah, imagine being it's what your job. job is to sit in front of a camera and be like, I am frankly uh, just furious that this cartoon mouse girl has pants on. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're really having to work up a sweat over stuff that does not matter. <laughs> Does not matter. And they're over here like liberals are too sensitive. I'm like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're ooh. <laughs> you're over here having a stroke about a cartoon mouse. mouse or a freaking M M&M. and <laughs> I saw this post the other day that was like, uh, you know, conservatives are like, oh, people are today are so uh, so sensitive. They're snowflakes, and it's like you could not drink at a water from a black person <laughs> when you were a child exactly. because you were gonna faint. Like, come on, oh, man. Geez. Okay, so anyway, let's talk about the weekends. Yes. Um, this album, if you have not heard it, is uh, I wouldn't even say concept album, but it does have. It does feel like actually, it is a it is a concept album. It is based on the radio station that you listen to when you are traveling to heaven or to the other side. Is that what is that what you got from it? Oh. When you are dying, at least. Okay, yeah, I definitely got radio station. I don't know if I went that far, but that, but that honestly could just be me because I might not have fully understood. No, it's fine. <laughs> so, uh, basically, uh, the voiceover, which is done by Jim Carrey. Oh, that's interesting. Because they're neighbors and friends, which I really love that fact. <laughs> I'm very into it. Um, they, it, it's basically saying like. You see the light in the distance, like, soon you will be able to fully relax, all your cares and worries will be gone, but listen to these 30 minutes of yeah. <laughs> on Dawn 103.5 FM or whatever, Yeah. and it's kind of, like, supposed to be the music that you listen to as you're going to your next life or going to heaven or whatever it is, and um, I'm very into it conceptually. I think, like, um, I really like the aesthetics that go along with this album, and when I first listened to it, I was like... I was like, all oh, these sound, so- songs sound the same. And then yeah. I like listened to it again a bajillion more times because I really got into it. And I think it's my favorite of his now because, I don't know, I just, maybe it's because this kind of music, this a little bit like 80s inspired is really up my alley. Mm-hmm. Um, that could possibly be it. But I also um, just really like the songs. I really like um, the lyrics on... 
a few of them, and I think that it's... I think concept album is his strong suit. Yes. Because of I think he's Star the kind of Boy. artist that just should do concept and albums. Yeah. What was, it, what was the album called that had blinding lights on it? The one where he was doing the... Um, Doing the beat up face and the bandages all the time. Oh, it was. Um, uh, the, oh, I just looked at it. I just looked at it. The weekend. It's called After Hours. Okay. That one, like that, was a very conceptual because he would not stop doing the red suit. Yeah, and the I mean, beat up face thing. And he kept get, it kept getting like progressively more yeah. beat up and stuff in his photo shoots. And he was doing a little bit of that with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes, the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously there was a bajillion people dressed like yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. But um, but yeah, you know he he's in in the cover art. He's wearing age makeup, and he looks like him at eighty. And um, I just really I just really like it. My favorite songs are "Here We Go Again" with Tyler the Creator because I love Tyler. Um, also, "Is There Someone Else" is a really good song. Um, the the tracks fade into each other very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, isn't his most groundbreaking, uh, iconic album? Probably not. But for me personally, it is what I would rather listen to. I don't. I can't do a lot of songs about cocaine <laughs> and uh, you know, sex and drugs and rock and roll. <laughs> I like songs about sex uh, and like stuff like that, but the way he sings about it is a little gross. Some of his other stuff, like... yeah, some of his older stuff, it gets a little bit intense for me. Um, it's a little, it's a little more graphic than I would necessarily like, but uh, maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, that's not, I know that some people call his older stuff like his, his iconic, like, you know, his iconic work. But yeah, I just feel like, um, also, I noticed one thing I noticed when I was looking at the album is that he has really had a really consistent output of albums. He has. Like, he released one in 2018. I think he skipped 2019, but then 2020, 2021, and 2022. That is a hardcore release schedule for an artist. Like, a lot yeah, of times he used at least two, two years between albums. Well, he did Beauty Behind the Madness in 2015 and Starboy in 2016. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Those are both two really good I mean, albums. Yeah, and it's not like just singles. Like, these are massive these albums. Are big. I mean, some artists, you know, like Adele usually releases one every five years or so. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. You know like... Which, you know, it gets back to the whole question of like, is it quantity over, I mean, quality over, sorry, quantity over quality? Uh, and with sometimes him, it is, but I don't think it is. Sometimes it is. I don't think with him. I think he really has an idea of what he's trying to do, um, which I respect. And, you know, Sometimes I listen to a lot of the weekend. I'm like, does he have a good voice? And then I'm like, yeah, he has a good voice. It's just a very interesting, unique voice. Mm-hmm. It's a high voice, but it is a. I I don't think that it's like tinny or too nasal or anything. I I like it. I I really think it is. Um, he, Remember that he's time I thought he was voice. Ariana Grande? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Like if you get confused him for Ariana Grande, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a good song. It is a good album. Um, I feel like there are some more songs on this that are truly love songs and not just, um, I don't even know what to call it. Like, it's not necessarily like uh, sex songs. Like, you yeah. know, there are definitely like things on there. But like, gasoline is it does it does have drug references, but. Um, you know, How Do I Make You Love Me is very much a song about, um, 
yearning and wanting this person to, you know, see them the way that they, they see, uh, you know, her, yeah. that he sees her. Um, it has a, a interlude by Quincy Jones, which is pretty cool. Another <laughs> cool friend to bring on your yeah. album. <laughs> you know, just flexing. Um, <laughs> Out of Time is a very, is a kind of heartbreak song where it's like, I we were made for each other, but we're out of time, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe it's also that these themes resonate with me more because yeah. I'm an old lady and like, I like <laughs> love songs. Like, I do. I'm not going to write you <laughs> yeah. Is there someone else is really this song about like, you know, Jealousy. you can tell me like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this is you, there. I can tell something is different. Like, is there somebody else? I heard you're married features little Wayne and hmm. little Wayne. I'm, little Wayne. I haven't heard from little Wayne in a little while now. In a little while. <laughs> um, so it, it does, it, to me, in a way, it almost feels a little bit more like a, a little bit more mature album too, because he talks about more. They're not all about serious relationships, but there are more about serious relationships where it's like he's more invested. I think that's what it is to me because like a lot of his songs are about like fuck him and leave him kind yeah. of like and the a lot more of these are like oh he is in love like yeah. he feels it. Well, also he, if it's supposed to be a concept album about the end of your life, it's you're also thinking probably back. a reflection of those things. Of like, course, you know when I was young, I just wanted to fuck him and leave him die. Yeah, I see the value of like serious relationships and stuff like that. That is true. <laughs> that is a good point. And like at the end, the last track on the normal version, not the not the extended, is called Phantom Regret by Jim. And it's Jim Carrey talking about um, thinking back on your life and what you could have done differently. And Jim Carrey is like a surprisingly deep guy. Like he, he really his art is. and like so he talks philo- like when he starts philosophizing. Yeah. It's like, oh damn. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he he is not the he is not the goofball that he you know portrays in his in his movies like all the time. Yeah. That's not necessarily his. Uh, his whole personality. So I, I, I'm very interested in Jim Carrey's do so. I know he had a whole series where it was a lot more serious, but it was on some platform I cannot access because <laughs> of some There's so many price. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just wanted to check something oh. about Phantom Regret. So self-reflection with the voice of one's soul, which I think is very interesting. So yeah. Jim Carrey says, you're tuned to Don FM, the middle of nowhere on your dial. So sit back and unpack. You may be here a while. Now, he doesn't say it like a poem. Yeah. It's not Jim Carrey. It just sounds like that because of what I, how I'm talking. I didn't realize, actually, that it was a poem until I started reading it. Um, now that all future plans have been postponed, it's time to look back on the things you thought you owned. Do you remember them well? Were you high or just stoned? And how many grudges did you take to your grave? Damn. That's kind of crazy. I know. That's kind of haunting. <laughs> Heavens for those Does who... Does he sing this? No. Okay. He, yeah, he just speaks it. I didn't think so. He has a very calming voice. Heavens for those who let go of regret and you have to wait here when you're not all there yet. So I kind of feel like it's a purgatory yeah. kind of concept. But you could be there by the end of this song where the weekend's so good and he plays all week long. Bang a gong, get it on. And if your broken heart's heavy when you step on the scale, you'll be lighter than air when they pull back the veil. Consider the flowers. They don't try to look right. They just open their petals and turn on the light. Man. It's very cool like stuff. like it would be an epic album to listen to while you were like high on shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> For real, because the, the tracks do like meld into each other pretty well. Yeah. Um, which I like about you know I love any album that kind of does that. Where yeah, I love that too. I, you can listen to it, where you can listen to it all in one sitting, and it and it kind of like the Lemonade album. Kind of. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that's iconic. Yeah. 
And like even best friends is a song where he the like the chorus is just like you don't want to have sex with friends no more, you want it to be serious or you want it to end like you know that kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, I, th- I like what you said earlier about how like these both feel and in very different ways, but they both feel like the artist maturing. Yeah, like I, agree. I mean, you think about like their old stuff versus their current stuff. It's like this really just feels like the artist is like genuinely organically growing, and it's not to say that they didn't make good stuff earlier. Exactly. But all it's like it's just. I've really come to feel like with artists, it's all about just like liking the time you're in. Like I'm yeah, almost, I'm almost about to turn 30. And like as I reflect on my life, I'm like, you know, you have to kind of give respect to your old self in some ways. Yeah. Sure, I mean, you know, you may have said or done some dumbass things. But right. like I feel like you have to understand that if you weren't who you were, you wouldn't be who you are. Like each exactly. stage of life has its valid co- moments. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like... And you just change. I mean, that's, that's nature. You literally, your brain changes, your whole personality, your, like, you, what you change want. as you grow. What yeah. you want, what, what you, what's important, what's your goals. You know, it's it can dramatically change. And so to watch, like, Adele yeah. kind of grow and mature through her music and to watch even The Weeknd, who yeah. was just about hookers and blow, you know, in the baby in the heat. And now he's making some, you know, yeah. <laughs> albums about death. Like, yeah. it, it does, I very much agree. And I think, like, also, who hasn't thought about death a lot in the last two years? Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bummer. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, we've all had a couple of existential thoughts <laughs> in the last couple of years. Yeah. Just a few. And I, right I, before we started recording, even, I watched this uh, recording on Twitter of Putin basically threatening to nuke the world. And I was like, all right, cool. That's, it's pretty bad to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. Um, I did not like Please it. Please calm down. Can we just make the Please, world leaders sir. fight in a Denny's parking lot? Please don't drag us into I no, that's what we have to do. Not you and me. Just yeah, me yeah. and anybody who needs to fight me. You know, I don't even know where a Denny's is in this town. Well, that's true. I can't picture a Denny's. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think, too, that it does show so much maturity to accept where you are, like you said, and not to try and just do the same thing you did when you were 18 yeah. again. Because that is really where your the cracks start to show. And you are, it shows that you are not able to accept your current situation because all you want to do is be who you were mm-hmm. as a youngster. And like that, you know, it's a, it's a very human urge to mm-hmm. want to stay young and want to continue. And and not to say, like, if you have a great thing going, like, you start off as a, you know, rapper and you want to rap until you're 80, do it. But, like, <laughs> if you find yourself in a situation where something feels more natural, more organic... Go for it. Try it. You there know? really aren't a whole lot of old rappers, are there? I mean, I think about We're like getting there. Jay, so. well, Jay Z is kind of old, but like that's the oldest one I can think of. Well, really. some of them died. Well, that that yeah, but like no, I don't mean just like I people was, die. I just no, mean, I mean like some of them died much younger, younger than, than they should have. have. Exactly. <laughs> but I think we'll start to have an older. T- I mean, how old is Snoop Dogg? That's a good question. I think he's at least in his 50s, yeah. I don't really hear him making new music. I've really been into Snoop Dogg. No, he doesn't. He does have some new stuff. (laughs) Where he's featuring, like, there's a really good song called Big Subwoofer, which, um, (laughs) I'm serious, has Ice Cube on it uh, and a couple other, like, like OG rappers. Um, Too Short is on it. Um. Anyway, yeah, I there's Ice Cube. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to think like the the real OGs from like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking at it so I can tell you exactly who's on it. Ice Cube, E40, and Too Short, which E-40, are yeah, older older yeah. rappers. And like, 
I think that's like probably our oldest generation because yeah. really rap is a much more recent thing than yeah, the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll, we're starting to get there. Um, but yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how old people continue to rap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because these guys don't have to. They probably do it because they want to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and they have a much older style, which is fine. But I mean, when you, think about, when you hear like a Jay Z album, you don't sound nothing like you know the Migos or whatever. Which is why when they sang that one song, remember that song that they sang that was written by the Migos on the Carter's yeah. album? It was rough. I didn't think. I mean, I, I don't hate that was song. It, ape, it wasn't yeah. shit. No, it? Ape shit. Yeah, that was the one that was written by Migos and featured Migos. Where they say, what did she say she on said, it? She said, "Oh, okay, skirt, I'm skirt for sure." Yeah, which say. just felt so weird for Beyonce. I put on the top of the bags, top of my dick, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I love I love Beyonce. Don't get me wrong, but some of the, I'm like, I don't want to hear Beyonce. And I certainly don't want to hear Jay Z rapping like Migos. I mean, screw, exactly. screw, screw. Like that's just not Jay Z. It's okay to accept yeah. that these are different generations yeah. of rappers, but like, I don't need also, to hear some just, 50 year old man go skirt, skirt, skirt. <laughs> I just feel like to me, like Beyonce and Jay Z have such an elevated thing that they yeah. don't need to talk like the Migos do. Exactly. Not that the Migos are like worse than or anything, but they just have a very different. A much, it's like a gaudy style, yeah. But just in a different way, because you know, like Beyonce and Jay Z, they they have songs recently that are they're about wealth. About how they're I mean, whole like Black is King, where they're like flaunting their big ass mansion, and they're basically like you know. You it just feels different. It, it feels so much it different. Feel different. It yeah. feels like royalty. It feels like a king. It feels like royalty rapping. Well, it does not feel like you know. They're so established. Yeah, they don't have to. Uh, talk they don't have to prove anything anymore honestly yeah <laughs> uh, because everybody knows <laughs> also um congratulations to beyonce for uh, i'm sorry i said beyonce. I mean, being beyonce sure but like, i was still thinking about beyonce when i meant to say rihanna i'm so oh, sorry okay. oh yeah congratulations to rihanna no, no, look, there's a lot of touchiness pregnancy. about comparing beyonce to rihanna. i'm sorry i'll cut it i really was just still thinking about beyonce but i wanted to talk about this oh yeah uh congratulations on her pregnancy um, also, did you hear that Kylie and Travis's new baby is named Wolf? No, I did not hear I that. I just found that out today. I tried to, listen, I tried to hear as little I about don't that family think as about, I possibly can. I know, but Travis I thought Scott I was is a really bad person. Did you hear, oh my god, did you hear what uh, Kanye, the latest nonsense yeah. Kanye did with the Coachella? Yeah, because, <laughs> Billy, well, literally, I, I, <laughs> everybody's saying Billy dissed Travis. If I missed something, forgive me, but all I saw was that she... Offered a fan an inhaler at a show. Yeah, she stopped the show, and what she said, she said something like, you know, we don't have to go on until, we're not going to go on until we make sure everybody's okay. We take care of our people here. No, she did not. She never said she Travis. She never said Travis. I can't I believe mean, you and, took that so personally. I know, and, and fucking Kanye, like, what does this have to do with you? And, he and was why like, are you defending Travis Scott? He was like, <laughs> Billy, we love you. Don't say these things. Travis didn't know. Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm like, like, you're the one bringing up Travis. Like, what? like, what's wrong with her saying, I'm going to take care of my fans? It's not her fault. It your friend didn't do that. <laughs> and if you take it personally, it's because you know something was wrong with the exactly. way you handled that situation. Because Billy never subtweeted. She never said anything. Yeah. All she did was help somebody. And if you take it personally when you see somebody else helping somebody, what? something is wrong exactly. with you. Yeah. Oh, she does not apologize. She don't owe nobody an apology. She doesn't she say no. anything. At least not for that. I'm not saying Billy's perfect, but she did not do anything wrong in no. that situation. She was, and Kanye can shut the, the hell fact, up. The fact that she <laughs> noticed one fan who needed help, like, that is... Leaps and bounds beyond what Travis did in that moment, and it's, I don't know. I just, I mean, it is weird because I guess it's not that weird, but I mean, Kanye is still so involved in this family and yeah. is going to bat for Travis, you know, even when he's kind of at odds with. 
I don't know why we're talking uh, about them. I'm how sorry. How Pete Davidson likes to date uh, white women who like to pretend to be black women. Ooh, or at interesting. Or non-white women who really like to pretend to. Before anyone jumps down my throat, hey, Kim's are mean again. Mariana's Italian. Okay, whatever. The point is they ain't black, and they sure do like to pretend. Yeah, <laughs> and that you, is true. Maybe that's his type. <laughs> did you see this tweet? I'm sorry. I don't. This is a side trap. But you just have to look at this because it really, it really made my brain start crying. And especially with it being Black History Month, I was like, "Wow, this is, this is hurtful." Uh, oh <laughs> no! Kim Kardashian Jim. channels her inner black woman for vote. I did see that. <laughs> uh, it's like her inner, inner what? <laughs> Nobody it's has like, an inner black woman but black women. Shut the hell up. It's <laughs> like they think of the black woman is like the sphere that inhabits you, and you can like. Oh, I'm in touch with my inner black woman today. <laughs> Somebody responded to the tweet. They were like, uh, how can we get the black woman out of Kim? We need to rescue her. <laughs> Exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that is, um, that's crazy. That's really wild. Um, that whole family is just a big mess. Um, this is going to be much and, larger stuffy than I had planned. Oh, is that what you're making? <laughs> yeah. She's crocheting a stuffy. I'm crocheting a stuffy and this is the foot. Look how fucking big it that's is. That's the foot? I thought that was the body. <laughs> oh, this is the I use a larger needle. It's pretty cute. Now I'm wondering if I should have used the medium, but I feel like I've committed to it now. She already made a whole big foot. (laughs) You could make a big life-size, um... Like Geodude with that. Yeah, I, mean, well, I, was gonna make, I was making a Marceline plushie. I made a small oh, one. Oh my um, gosh, she's going to be enormous. Exactly. And I made a small one, and I was like, I like it, but I want it to be bigger and more cuddly. And now it's... It's going to take over your house. Out of hand. <laughs> she's got that big, chunky arm. It looks like it's going to be very cuddly. Yeah. Very going, cuddly plush. I'm not even going to stuff it with the size of this thing. Yeah, actually you won't. You don't even need to stuff it. Oh, geez. Anyway, I feel like this is a sign that we have yeah. a lot of things to say because we're talking about crochet and uh, Kanye West, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. That, yeah, that's that's a mess, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else I mean, to Kanye's, say about it. Kanye mess. Kanye's always been a mess. Kanye like. mess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so are the Kardashians. I just try not to think about them too much. Right, right. But yeah, it's, um... I think these are two good albums. Did they both come out this year? Uh, or am I... No, the Adele's came out in like November of last year. Oh, dang. It was like a Christmas album. Oh, Not a Christmas sorry. album, but it came out Christmas season. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I do think that these are both two great offerings. I think like um, they are very good representations of where these artists are right now. And I think that, um, you know, we'll continue to see good stuff from them. Um, anything else that you want to say about other of these? Um, yeah, just, I think, like, I agree. I think that they're good offerings. I really do appreciate watching, being able to watch both of these artists grow as artists. Yeah. Um, and see the kind of things that they put out. And I look forward to continuing to see the kind of things that they put out because I think that it's going to continue to get better. Yeah. There's a rumor, or not a rumor, this was probably from an Ariana Grande stan account. They were like, there's so many references to Ariana because The Weeknd is in love with her. And I was like, what? What? And they were like, they were like, okay, so there's a lyric about him and he's like, I'm dozing off to R.E.M. And they're like, they mean, he means R.E.M. by Ariana Grande. I was like, he means the band R.E.M. How young are you? Are you yeah, 11 exactly. yeah, years yeah, old? No, they probably You've are. never heard of R.E.M. If it's an R.E.M. stand account, it probably is a very young person. It might have been. <laughs> 
And then the, there's a song called I Heard You're Married, and they're like, yeah. this is about Ariana Grande. Yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, it could also be about any other woman yeah, he's like, known exactly. I mean, it who he might have loved. Be, but like, I know he's collaborated with Ariana a couple of times. They like, just they watched that performance. Love harder. Of, they, love, they saw that performance of Save Your Tears, and they're like, they're in love. They're looking at each other with their hard eyes. I'm like, they're you performing. Just, they're performing a <laughs> song about love. <laughs> like, they're literally... Performers whose whole job is to perform, and they're performing the love song. So yeah, they're gonna perform as though they are in right, love because it's right. a performance. That's the way it goes. <laughs> I like. I think you're reaching a little bit oh there. Uh, yeah, she anyway. is married now, isn't she? I don't she's even know married. who she's married to, but yeah, I don't think he's like a famous person. He's not that famous. Like, no, it's like Taylor. Swift, like Taylor Swift's longest relationship was with a non-famous person. I think he's maybe a model or something. He's not like a. Is, he, is she still with him? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I believe so. I feel like these celebrities have the most successful relationships when they're quiet and with people that yeah. nobody knows. <laughs> well, I almost think that it's because the the paparazzi cannot exploit it in the same way that they yeah. always do. Well, think about Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton's literally married to her husband for like 50 years. Nobody knows what he looks like. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, except for people who know them personally, but like, in, in general, like, people, for, well, two fun facts about Dolly Parton. One is that I know people who know her personally and who have met her, you know, live in Nashville. And she's basically nice. like the real life Hannah Montana. Really? Be- yes, because, you know, her big hair is wigs. Mm-hmm. It's not her hair. And so her, and like, she's naturally a brunette. And she doesn't. Whoa, and so it's like wild. when she wants to be out in public with her husband and yeah. nobody recognizes her, she takes off her big blonde wig. She just wears her hair brown and she wears less makeup or just normal old lady makeup, and um, nobody recognizes her. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, That's so smart. And another great story is that once she's talking about how her husband, because someone asked her like, no one even knows anything about your husband. Yeah. And she said, well, the thing is, you know, he's a very shy person. He doesn't want the limelight. Yeah. And he told me once, like when I started to become famous, he was like, you know, I didn't choose this life, but I chose you, which I thought is the sweetest thing That's in the world. Very sweet. so he's like, he's like, you know, he's fully supportive. He just does not want the camera yeah. up in his face. And, and so, she respects yeah. that, which is really nice. Also, did you hear what she's doing with Dollywood? Yes. She's making, like, everyone gets a free college education if they work at Dollywood, even if they're seasonal employees, and they can sign up Holy day one of employment. Crap. I'm like, bro, what do we do to deserve this? Yeah, moment? very cool. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's just honorable and, and kind. It's everything every rich person should do. Yeah. (laughs) She's, she's, she's taken personal responsibility for employees, which I, I really respect a lot. That's very cool. Well, um, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Because it'll be Valentine's Day, uh, past by the time we record next, but, um, we love you guys. Yes, we do. And we love that you have been tuning in to us for almost two years now. Crazy, oh apparently. my gosh, that's crazy. Um, we are not drinking tea today. Oh, uh, well, actually, I was drinking tea. I was oh, drinking ice, tea. yeah, iced tea, ice, ice, baby, <laughs> ice, ice, baby. <laughs> Sorry, it's the end of a long week, and <laughs> yeah. honestly, not operating I'm not operating at full right capacity anymore. <laughs> um, but yes, we've we've had a lovely time listening to these records and talking, speaking with you this evening. <laughs> Sorry. We've had a lovely time listening to these records and speaking with you. <laughs> I will now go send a telegram. Thank you for tuning into the Franklin Delano Roosevelt Radio Hour. Oh we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.